0: Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. Each episode will have a different theme, and we'll talk about things that help to bring that theme to real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy to a student of mine recently who's also a dear friend and she left me a voicemail last week and I called her back quickly because I know that she lives alone and living alone right now is tricky (laughs) actually living with people right now is tricky too Um, we all need to be checked on during these wild times so check on your people but anyway I really wanted to check in and see how she was doing um, during this time and and when she picked up the phone, she told me that she is lonely, that this pandemic is hard, and, and she wonders if she'll ever have a partner, and she wonders when she'll have a partner. And she told me she was in a time period where she was doing a lot of self-study and a lot of um, reflection and a lot of reading and a lot of thinking and a lot of writing and that sort of thing, and um, just spending a lot of time on herself in on her interior self and she asked me for advice about how to just feel better about bringing this partner in one day and I told her I told her what she already knew and what she's heard me say before but I think she just wanted to hear it again because it was before all of this happened that she heard me talk about seasons and what I shared with her and what this episode is all about is that there is a season for everything and that we when we are in a season it's also not the season for other things I shared with her about my life before I met Matt and I told her I was lonely so often during that time period and I, I was not one to date casually and it was really hard and it was years. I told her that after, after some time alone, I really dug into self-study just like she's doing. I read and I read and I read. And I let myself get swallowed up in meditation and in yoga. I focused on practice and staying deeply in tune to my body and my mind. I ate really well and I learned about nutrition and I cooked most of my meals from scratch because I had time I created morning and evening rituals that were really deeply aligned and I also told her that I I dipped in to some despair during that time and times where I really didn't trust that uh, the partner that I wanted was coming one day but but mostly it was a it was a season of learning self-love and and I I mostly kept that in mind I told her that I took really great care and tried not to think about how how lonely I was. And I felt all of my feelings and swam around in all the parts of myself and really got to know and appreciate my interior life. I took lots of walks, and I noticed the small things. I deepened my friendship with incredible women that I still have, I bought myself flowers every week. I wrote lots of real letters and I took time to craft a life that I was very proud of. I fell in love with myself over time after some real heartbreaks and some, some very wounded and broken relationships before that. And after the salve of all this self-care time, I was very careful about who I let in. And I told her that this, this was a really special season, the one that she's in. And it was years alone for me before Matt walked in, before he, he took my breath away, and before we fell in love, and and before my life shifted into a true partnership. And I told her that season of getting to know myself was the groundwork for everything that I am now and that I believe that the quality of partnership I called in has everything to do with that um, that self work I did before. I encouraged her to relish this season of self discovery and self study and self care because she she will likely never have this again, just like this, exactly like this. We are always going to lack something when we are fully inside something because if we if we have this then we don't have that if you're listening to this podcast you're not doing something else when you bind to something with the whole of your being you're choosing to be there which means you aren't halfway there which means that you can't have everything but you can be fully immersed in this season for example, when we are in an active cycle of creation, um, when we're, we're birthing something, when we're moving something out into the world, we're likely to let things like cleanliness go. Um, we're, when we are slinging paint, either actually slinging paint on a canvas or metaphorically, um, we're generating something that feels like it matters, and we may not be remembering to floss or do some of the little little detail things like that. There are seasons of incubation where we are just marinating internally and where it looks like nothing is happening at all. to everyone around you and maybe even to you, it looks like zero movement. But there's so much firing underneath the surface in times like that. Um, and I think those seasons are so important even if we accidentally put them in the category of, Of unproductive or or not helpful. Right now, I'm in a a family season, one with babies and and less sleep and more chaos and bustle and hustle. I love the season of love and mess and people in every room of my house, but I I definitely don't have the time for deep self-reflection that I used to But I know that this will change one day, too. I know that one day my house will will be emptier and that I'll miss the little beings that are nestled around my legs and in my lap right now. I'll I'll miss that one day like I miss the self-reflection right now. Regardless of whether you have children or not or a partner or not or see yourself as an artist or a creator of sorts, You have seasons where ideas and priorities have to live and die and where you focus on certain things all at once. And then times where you're more balanced and smooth all over. You have detail times and you have times of really big sweeping strokes and times where you focus on other people and then other times where you, you don't so much. I have a friend who is a photographer and she gave up a predictable and lucrative life of wedding and newborn photography for something that really lit her up more than um, taking pictures of of families still photography uh, but not limited to portrait and family photos she has she has a real love for the dark and for the things that are not wanting to be seen and to for capturing the underneath parts of us. And I really love her work. And she gave up a season of stability for a season of risk. And it's actually sort of taken hold and become more of a more than a season for her. And it's become more of kind of her life's work. But this risk took her to new places in her craft. And right now she almost lives out of her car. Um, for the love of her lens and for autistic wanderings she chooses very unconventional roads and I watch her and her seasons and I think about that there are so many ways to build a good life and that we get to patch it together however it works for us there are so many ways to give birth we can birth children and we can also birth art and a creative life that we tend to just the same um art that has stages and progressions and regressions and periods of defiance and um and times of blockages and then renewal and and periods of wonder and growth i was um i follow a writer glennon doyle most of you have probably heard of her and she has a a great new book called Untamed and um she recently did a post that I I really appreciated and loved and said, you know, just so you you guys know, I have not written a word <laughs> during this pandemic, which I loved that she she called that out and named that for people because I think much of what she said right says right now is really giving a lot of people permission to be themselves and she's putting that permission out there to her followers Um, she said that that she is becoming the person who will write the next book that right now it's 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 a time where she's becoming and I loved that Um, she's naming and nodding to this idea of seasons and how when we recognize them, we can truly see the rhythm and the beauty of our lives in all the stages that are necessary for a well-lived life. It, it took this pandemic for me to begin a podcast. It took that catalyst, along with um, the family season that I'm living in, between the hours of 7 and 9 p.m. at the bottom of my closet with my microphone I am in a season of artistic output just during that little little section of the day because it's the only day where my ho- the only time where my house is actually quiet. And the birth of this interestingly um and I didn't see it coming. I I wasn't pregnant with this podcast for very long. The birth of this had to be the death of something else. And I don't know if I would have done this podcast if it, if I wasn't forced to stop teaching yoga in person kind of all at once. Um, Which, by the way, is temporary. I'm sure that I'll go back to teaching in person one day. But right now, I am birthing this. Um, There are seasons when we collect things, when we watch other creative humans, and when we collect ideas and we read books and listen to music and talk to people and we gather ideas kind of like squirrels collect nuts for the winter. When we begin to see and really honor these spaces and seasons, we arrive at more permission to be exactly where we are. And what I notice is some of the, the guilt lets go. And we know that some things are being saved until later, till till a different season. There are seasons for deep grief where the only thing that we can manage is to crawl to the shower and feed ourselves and some days not even that when the days bleed together and all we could do is cry and feel the heaviness of what this life can be whether the grief is for the loss of someone through death or through heartbreak or just the the brokenness of the world productivity is not even an option during these seasons and and it's important to honor it. It really is. And in contrast, there are seasons of play and, and joy and really getting lost in, in the sweetness of what life can be. Um, like when you first fall in love with someone and nothing else matters but their body and the land that you two share and also productivity in this season (laughs) is not even an option usually uh but then eventually things level out and you you have to go back to work and you you have to make tacos and you have to put gas in the car and eventually you have to floss and and all the things that you do to to chop wood and carry water there there's a season for saving and one for spending i think um one for for minimizing our things and and the the material possessions that we have, so that we can travel and pack light, and um, and then there's a season where we can homestead, and spread out, and make things from scratch, and things that become heirlooms. We're staying with my mom right now, who lives a few minutes away from us in Denver. Um, about 30 minutes before the pandemic started, we tore out our kitchen for a renovation. And then it stayed in demolition mode until last week when we decided to follow through with um, getting it redone. And, but we wanted to keep the workers safe and ourselves safe. So we need to get out of the house. So all that to say, we nestled in at mom's for a couple of weeks and we're pretty much hanging on for dear life at this point. She's helping me with the kids and all the things we're cooking together and we're making the best of it. And she's just being a really good, sweet sport of our family being on top of her, um, and she's an amazing help, and we're grateful to be here. Yesterday, I looked at the spit-up on her couch, and I looked at the, the messy stovetop and all the ways that were exploding all over her tidy home, and I, I apologized to her. I said, Mom, I'm so sorry for the mess, and I told her that I would clean it thoroughly before we left, and, and she said, You know, we're doing just fine, and as she wiped off the counter, she said, we just hit a lick every now and then. We just hit a lick. It doesn't need to be perfect. And I thought, yep, we are definitely in a season of just hit a lick. And she she understands these kind of priorities, and not surprisingly is the one who really taught me about life seasons I remember one time sitting on the couch nursing Otis when he was tiny, he was a tiny baby, and telling her how much I missed an advanced yoga practice, a strong, very physical yoga practice. And at the time, I didn't feel very fit or in shape, and I was was honestly really missing that side of myself. And she looked at me and she said, this is your season for mothering, and it's okay to be really soft and to get in touch with that. She said that other things will come again, but this time will not. Don't miss it. Our whole lives are a series of these seasons, some, some smaller and some bigger, and some, of course, overlap each other. And sometimes action seasons are inevitable, and other times we need to rest and recuperate. All seasons, no matter what, require some acceptance. And when we're deep in one thing, then we're not so deep in another. And if you're envious of somebody's life travels that seem exotic and really, um, really special, then they likely long for some rituals of home that you might possess, and vice versa. And this points back to to presence and to trust. And my friend, the one who hopes for her partner, she laughed when I mentioned trust when I was talking to her. Damn, she said. It's always really about trust, isn't it? Yeah, mostly. I think it really does boil down mostly to trust. Do your practice, and all is coming. There's a reason why this is one of the most used quotes by yoga teachers all over the world. Patabi Joy said this, Do your practice and all is coming. Because when we practice the day, then the rest tends to fall into line. Because when we get derailed is when we start retracing the past or we start analyzing the potential of the future that's when we get knocked off usually but if we can drop right into the middle of the day that's where our truest treasure is always 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 and we know that there are only some things in our control our perspective and our inner landscape are among the top things in our control So if we're able to recognize the season that we're in right now, it will help. Because from that recognition and from that awareness comes the ability to let everything fall away except for the very thing that you're in the middle of. And that's what a life of presence is all about. I have time for one more story. When I was 12, I was accepted into the Houston Ballet Academy um, summer program where I, I went for six weeks and it was really the first time that I had ever been away from home and the first time that I ever flew on an airplane. And so needless to say, it was, it was a pretty big thing. And I remember being really nervous and excited, kind of all rolled into one. And it was, it was the last day of dance class before I would leave for the summer. And I was in the in the lobby of Delchamp Center, which is um which was a building uh that was part of Huntingdon College, which was at the time where Montgomery Ballet had held all of their classes and where I spent so much of my time when I was little. And class was over and I was waiting for her mom to pick me up and I was watching for her car out the window. um, of Delchamp Center and while I waited I pulled out a small serrated knife from my bag that I had used earlier to cut open a kiwi for my snack and the building that I was in was very old and the windowsill was made from soft stone that was kind of crumbly I still remember what it looked like it was gray and crumbly. And I made a few small cuts in the stone with my knife in the corner. And I I was a really sensitive kid, um, and introspective even back then. And I remember deciding that I was making a mark of significance. And then when I came back to check these marks after the summer was over, that I would be different. And that this marked a before and after of my little life. And it's funny that I remember this so well after 30 years have, have gone by. Those little Kiwi life marks. And I was right. My life after that summer away never was the same. And I started to see the accumulation of my little seasons and how one informed the other and how they started to stack on top of one another. And the wings that I grew in Houston that summer gave me the confidence to begin a season of deep study in dance, which would eventually lead to a lifetime love affair with movement. And I think that when we can fully recognize the season that we're in and the snapshot the moments that we are in and the significance of those then we can just let it be that and not worry about what it isn't because your life won't ever be the same after today and whatever you are in the middle of now however you are in the middle of now is important for the whole the whole life And there's no way to see it all at once, which is just kind of part of being human. But it's like little layers of phyllo dough that when we look back, we realize they're all needed for the recipe. Thank you so much for listening. I want to tell you a little bit about how you could directly support uh, this podcast and my ongoing work. I started a Patreon page. um, And in order to become a patron, it's $5 a month. And in return for that, um, you get four bonus episodes to support these storytelling episodes. And those episodes that you get that are bonus are embodiment episodes. So they're physical practice and meditations and journal questions and that sort of thing to go along with the themes that I've already talked about. And you becoming a patron directly... Uh, supports this podcast so that I can continue to keep it going and um, it's just a real help to me so I would appreciate your consideration with that and you can find out the information in the website on the show notes. Um, In addition, my husband Matt does a playlist every week that coincides with each theme, and so you will um, see that on the show notes too. That's for your pleasure, your listening pleasure, and it's really fun to see what he's going to create each week to go along with my theme. It's been a fun artistic collaboration between the two of us, so enjoy those playlists, um, and have a beautiful day. Thanks so much.